Hi, my name's Brandon. And if you're anything like me, Spotify informed you that you were one of LCD Sound System's top listeners in 2020, and you're still not sure how you feel about it. You're a braggart. Yes. This is Get Into The Groove, the podcast where we find a groove and we get into it. And with me, as always, snap my garters, it's Melissa. What in the hellfire? (laughs) (laughs) Also here, of course, swat my hind with a melon rind, it's Jeannie. Yeah! And last but not least, sweet fancy Moses on buttered toast, it's Colton Cox. The South has risen again. What is going on today? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry about all of this. Um, <laughs> you guys, we're here. We're joined today. We are blessed because we have our, I guess, our fourth friend of the pod. Mm. Ooh. He plays the bass. He plays the guitar. And he's a DJ. Cut my legs off and call me shorty. Jesus Christ. It's Jeff Whittingham. Hey. Hi. Hey, Brandon. I know I know you're big on bringing a certain word back, so I'm going to use the F word real quick. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Um, po- podcasts have too many straight white guys already, uh, but they asked me to do this. <laughs> Jeff, we brought, we brought you up here because we're talking about an album um, that I think you might be um, an expert in, or at least the band, maybe. Big fan. You big, big Definitely fan? big fan. Did, okay. <laughs> we're talking about LCD Sound Systems. Uh, this is happening. Um, uh, but first, I want to ask, um, because I'm going to ask all the guests, if we have more in the future, what's a groove that you're always into? Meaning... What is an album that you listen to top to bottom? Like no skips. No skips. No skips. Uh, most recently, Thundercat. It is Ooh, what it is. Uh, yeah. Genie uh, so was good. the one that brought it up. Which I did. I, I put it did, on our Grammys. I did notice that. He Thank did, you for in calling fact, me out. I Grammy. fucked it up. I realized <laughs> oh, yeah. it too. Well, I was like, you, that's an incredible album. I was and embarrassed. I was embarrassed that I missed even that. Then, I was like, "Shit!" It, that album deserves to be talked Sorry, about. Sorry, Thundercat. Yes, it does. We had some honorable mentions in that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't apologize, Thundercat. Apologize to our fans for lying to Listen, them. Listen, no, I apologize <laughs> to him too you. for not doing my research and failing. That is. But true. also, we did give a good opportunity to talk about him, and I wasn't sorry about that. Well, here we are talking about him yet again. So. <laughs> they need to be talked about. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. A talent. That progressive R&B Grammy. Yes. <laughs> um, so you're also, um, for the dear listeners out there who are currently on tour with uh, the Jolly Giants, Colton Cox and uh, Calvin Arsenio. Oh, right? that's right. We're time traveling. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we are. We're time traveling. This is Friday. And yeah. I just want to ask, uh, uh, how's the tour going? It's going great? Yes. Great. Fantastic. Shout Good. out to the Brickyard. That was sick. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Great. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's... <laughs> it's, uh, what is it? Visualizing, we're visualizing exactly manifestation. You're manifesting. It was a good show. I can't believe Cole did that. I can't either. It's crazy. Hot and sweaty, but everybody had a great time. Everybody was fucking stoked. That's actually that's exactly what the brickyard's like. Sounds like the kind of place. It truly is a great venue, though. I love that place. It's hot and sweaty. It's always a good time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. Get brick faced. I love that. Put that on a t-shirt. Rick faced at the shit yard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. We're talking uh, about LCD Sound Systems. Uh, this is happening. What was supposed to be their final album, but then they came back seven years later. Um, can I ask? Yeah. Why was it supposed to be their final album? Uh, that I don't know. Do you have any idea? Um, initially... Uh, James Murphy, the he's the dude behind it all. Yes. Um. He like he was old when they started. The first right. album was like two thousand three, and he was like thirty five. I don't and, think you would call that old. Really. Well, no, but like older for the your first industry. record, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, yes. Older like, the scene. Most too, time, people almost. that make it old like that are like it. twenty when their first record. Comes I just out feel or like he would somehow take issue with yeah. <laughs> calling well, old at thirty-five. No, I mean, <laughs> well, like he he said that, and then no, you're true. It's true. He he didn't he didn't want to get more famous. <laughs> was yeah. kind of part of it too. What a and he boob. just wanted to do other stuff. I mean, he talks about posers in like every single song oh, yeah. that he writes. So, well, that was the thing is I was under the impression that he probably like planned to exit gracefully because he's like, oh, I am. There is a yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to lose my cool. This was as cool as I get. Uh, I'm dipping there is out. a their final show was at Madison Square Garden, sold out. There's a documentary called Shut Up and Play the yeah, Hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this uh, oh, yeah. f- footage, some yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. Maybe not all of it, but I've seen some of it. Um, there's a shot in there with Donald Glover in the crowd. Just clearly, this is like 2012. That's amazing. I'm not surprised. I feel like that's definitely <laughs> oh, yeah. something he'd be into. Oh, yeah. Well, because James Murphy is a kind of well-known producer, right? Yeah, yeah well, kind of- and also how much synth uh, uh, he uses in his songs. Yes. Childish, Childish Gambino. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm. I, I just like spaced hardcore. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the Donald Glover band? The Donald Glover band. The Donald Glover band. Um, yeah. Let's uh, dive right in, I suppose. Um, yeah. So the first track is Dance Yourself Clean. Um, <laughs> there it is. That that that's what it's all about this song is probably one of my like rotating top three of all time like just in general in life i do like this song this is my favorite song on the album it's a good one to pull you in it's a great actually yes yes the first two actually are my favorite two on the album all like overall i kind of thought you would like drunk girls (laughs) of course why wouldn't i but no this first one got me i was i was very pleasantly surprised it's about i think um drunk girls was actually the single if i'm not mistaken i believe i read that yeah well i had to say thank you to them because this first one's eight minutes long right 
Yeah. The yeah, second which, one is like theme. three, and I was like, thank you so much. Appreciate <laughs> you. Yeah. And because that's like the only song that's under four. It minutes. was, <laughs> but it was it was a good little break. But yeah. it like it set an expectation and then gave you a miniature break and then said, and we're back in. And it's wow. that was it was oh, it was weirdly nice. Like it was weirdly nice. like Oh, okay. Like right. we're setting a vibe here, yeah. but you're also aware what a regular song is supposed to uh, like. And I think you always have to remember nice. with, with James Murphy that he's ultimately writing like dance music, so it's got to be like trance-like for almost. Yeah. So that's part of why these songs are so long because it's just like typical of that style of music. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. Yeah, he DJs in his off time. Yeah, right. I see. <laughs> right. And well, like it's. it's kind of brilliant because he does I mean most of the lyrics are seemingly nonsense but then he like throws in some deep lines in there and you're like I got some tidbits yeah when you're in it sitting there dancing you're like yeah yeah oh what like yeah it kind of stops you in your tracks yeah there Um, were a couple I said what did you just say and I had to go look uh, it up blowing Marxism to pieces oh yes their little arguments to pieces it's the now what do you think that means I have I don't know. I think it's just my take is just not caring about like we're just talking about dancing. I think it's like I don't, like I don't like it's not trying to do politics right now. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I've always kind of likened it to just like sound painting type stuff. Like it's just that the words sound good. I see. You know, like it has maybe some kind of meaning to it, but only what you ascribe to it. You know, and. I mean, it's interesting because I don't think he goes into albums like with a concept like throughout, but these definitely have some recurring themes. I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true for American Dream because I feel like that. Oh, no. Does does that not have a central? I'm I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay, Yeah. Yeah. That seemed like it had a central theme. Yeah. That was very much on purpose. It's called American Dream. (laughs) Right. Thank you, Jeff. (laughs) Yeah. That's the name. If anybody missed it. But it seems like in this song there there's like some kind of fight happening or Oh yeah. There's such a cynicism to it. Yeah. Which is it's like I a, think pretty consistent. Yes. I'm not super familiar with the breadth of work that he provides. However, I think most of the songs on this album or at least a chunk of them I had heard before I sat down and listened to it. Nice. Um there's a lot of cynicism and I think some of it is both like of himself and also like the culture around him. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. Like I, 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 yeah. When I was like listening through, I was trying to like, just what am I thinking about when he's saying these lyrics, especially like the first part, you know, like, um, present company, just laugh it off. It's better than it seems. And he's just like, like, I don't, I don't like the people. I'm Sometimes around. you're this out what, there snoozing with people that you do not like, yeah. but that's what you're doing. What I appreciate about the like later work of James Murphy is that the lyrics in the first albums really focused in on like the scene that he was in. Oh yeah. And like just all the like bullshit that he was bitter about. <laughs> yeah. Also and like time period wise, the scene was like I feel like scenes were their own Yeah. Oh yeah. Heavier thing than too. Like this is twenty ten. Like I, well, I have something on that for a different song. And he's, nice. And he's at like thirty five, and then he's talking about stuff that probably was happening. Like I mean, his first song was that. about his was first song was losing my edge. Right mm-hmm. to the right. kids, they're coming up from behind. <laughs> Literally, just him talking about everybody he knew before they got yep. cool. But I was there. Yeah. I was yeah. the first I was guy there. that worked at the record store. But also in that in that particular song, there's a line that says, um, 
um, like the kids, they're all more talented or something like that, but they're actually kind of nice. Um, like he's he, he, the up and cover. I'm losing my edge to the kid. Uh, losing my edge to better looking people. Yes, with, with better, better ideas, ideas and more talent. They're actually re- really nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the line. It's like he's building up to his statement and it just crumbles. He's yeah. like, actually, you know what? They're all right. Heard you and your band sold out your guitars and bought turntables. I think we sold I our turntables. You and your band sold We're your buying turn- guitars. Hey, We're buying making a, a Yaz record. Are hey, you buying a synthesizer and an arpeggiator? I think that's the only yeah. way he gets away oh, with yeah. being so cynical is because he's like so self aware of how cynical he yeah. is, and he turns it into a joke. Like the line, uh-huh. the line in this song that really gets me is the talking like a jerk, except, except you are, you are except you, <laughs> yeah. Really... Like, hey, you're being a dick right now, but also you're just kind of a dick. You're, like, you're just, <laughs> just a, dick. a general overall blanket statement. It's what we expect of you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we're supposed to be friends. And that, I feel like that's the end of the phrase there. We're supposed. To sometimes be friends. friends are mean. Sometimes they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, no, 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 it's not you, Jeannie. Like, it's almost like a realization that you don't like the people you're around. You're like, this sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the song is like, fuck it, we ball. Like, that, that fucking. <laughs> yeah, dance yourself fuck clean. It, we ball. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, we ball. That's, that's, what, that's what dance yourself clean means to me. Oh, fuck it. That changed in the middle, like from going to just like a tiny, like quiet little tune to, I feel like, yeah. how many instruments are being added? Uh, oh. It was so hilarious going. Like definitely a couple layers, I don't know. It was so hilarious going on the Wikipedia page and seeing the like, the, the liner notes <laughs> that they wrote down yeah. and fuck, <laughs> James Murphy has like. 50 instruments listed under him because they're all these different like, like synthesizers and oh, like Roland God. 909 right. Roland 908 Roland 808 <laughs> Roland 311 Roland everybody else has like two instrument <laughs> yeah and it's like Tyler Pope bass yeah <laughs> so like you can really see like how much control he has over the creative process and making these and like how much he does that's like you know, the the band lays out the track and he adds all this oh, yeah. extra stuff around it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's mostly him. Yeah. Um That would make sense. Um that the this song Dance Yourself Clean kind of turns into a duet between him and the synthesizer. Right. Um Oh God, it just gives me goose pimples every time. I love a a dynamic change in a in a song. Uh, if you wait until the weekend, you might miss the best things to do. It's a nice line. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Speaking of the weekend, drunk girls. Oh, Speaking I, of the weekend, um, did you see that Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show? <laughs> no, six months ago, <laughs> the weekend. Oh, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Wow. That was, I made a joke six months ago. God, why did I even get you to come here, <laughs> Colton? You you knew what you were getting. <laughs> Uh, now let me ask you: Did you see that halftime show? Uh, I, I like was probably it? crying in the bathroom, <laughs> cursing Tom Brady. Oh, sports ball goes yeah. right over my head. Yeah, that's all right. It's my biggest character flaw, if I'm being honest. The Chiefs lost. If that gives you any idea of why he was crying in the bathroom, right, right. <laughs> I mean, right. they lost the Super Bowl, yeah. though. Yes, it's the biggest yes. game of the it year. It is a right. crying time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we can't be a Kansas City podcast and be talking shit on Kansas City. Chiefs. I'm sorry. <laughs> Redact everything I just said. They'll win also, next time. When is Patrick Mahomes just going to like become mayor and play for the Chiefs at the same time? <laughs> Isn't he part so, owner of the Royals yeah. now? Oh, she, she he sure signed is, a 10-year yeah. contract. Oh, yeah. He is a Kansas City Yo. boy forever. Shoot. He and has man. made his life and career now. The first commercial here. I saw him in on TV was like a high V commercial. Anyway, yep. We don't, do not need to talk about that. Well, yeah, he doesn't need it anymore. Can you imagine if... But did you see his baby? Um, no, no. Oh, actually. his no. baby, y'all. So I'm throwing to receivers that. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> and little Brittany just lost all that baby weight immediately. Uh, could you imagine watching a Chiefs game and they're like, Mary Mahomes throws the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so Midwestern. Like, it really would. would be the most Midwestern thing that's ever happened. Do you just want a, a pro football? Mayor, the, the, just not the football like the mayor, mayor, the quarterback of the football team. Mayor. This was not is the mayor idea. of Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Whose idea was it? Jeff is the one that mentioned. What, when are we just going to elect Patrick Mahomes oh. to be mayor? I, I'm sorry. At least I'm city sorry. commissioner. It's both of your faults. I, I okay. sent it off the rails, and my deepest apologies to get Listen. into the groove. Jeff. As one of your 15 subscribers. <laughs> Thank then you. you know how often we go off the rails. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, you. that just means you're a part of the I'm, team. You totally know the vibe. Uh, this is the creative process. Uh, I'm just waiting for somebody to ask me about a, a synthesizer question. Okay. Um, Everybody thinks they're going to listen yeah. to us talk about a record, but it's actually about aliens, beluga whales, and synthesizers. Yeah. I and was going to sit up and say, too. because one of the things listening to this is that I don't actually know a lot of musically what is going on. Um, or I guess instrumentally what goes on yeah. in Same. so much synthesizer based or okay. dance based music. Same. I love it. Yeah. I don't know anything about so, it. So I'm like, I don't know what's being played. I don't know how that works. There's noise. I, I'm going to try to do this <laughs> without getting too into the weeds. It's We're talking all, all of this analog equipment. Um, so is, is everybody familiar with like analog versus digital, what that means? Yes. Yes. Like digital, I think com- I understand digital that. computer, analog. Yes. We're talking resistors, capacitor, yeah. like circuits. Yeah. Okay. Right. They they are all it's all analog. There's there's no computers except for what's going into the computer. So you have all these synthesizers and he's that are just mostly. like these electronic machines that generate a signal, and they have all these switches and filters and different ways you can fuck with this signal to create the synthesizer sounds. Okay. And they have and they have a bunch of different ones basically synthesizers are like probably the most like closest way we can actually manipulate the pure like sound that you're playing yeah we're like playing an instrument or something like that that has a certain like tonality to mm-hmm. it but since you can manipulate like it, it, it starts sound, with a source signal right that's you can graph it out and it just looks like like a wave going up and down right and it's it's and it's all the same at a frequency you choose, and the frequency determines the note. And then from there, you have different circuits that do different shit to it to make it sound differently. Truly, man. That, that's, I think that's an excellent explanation that you just gave of synths. It's, like, it's <laughs> just different combinations of circuits make it do different shit. And that's, yeah. and that's Our how synthesizer you get set up in a universal way? No. And then, okay, no, so they're no. all... There's, okay. there's all sorts of... They use all sorts of custom synthesizers, too. Okay. And yeah. yeah, and it's... A variation of like small ones all the way to like giant ones that have like the whole switchboard and everything. Yeah. Like, okay. 
Okay. Like, in, there's a video that uh, Jeff showed me of kind of like behind the scenes of this album. Yeah. And it's literally like a house filled with there's like, just like synthesizers. There's and drums wires and- going everywhere. And, and when they, and this is also the coolest, like when they play live, the sound is so incredible because they're using all of this analog gear on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, every, um, and they, they don't use any loops or like they don't play to a click. It's all, it's all just organic and live. And, uh, it's it is insane. Yeah. Wow. Not it's seen them, but it sounds big, like a really cool thing to see. Disco yeah. ball I've ever seen. <laughs> but um, speaking of like uh, switchboard and um, how every synthesizer is like kind of different, this would explain why James Murphy has so many things listed under him. Like, Precisely. Yeah, he's yeah. playing all these different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of it's like probably stuff you don't even really notice, like things in the background. Yeah. That, like. He there's just, there's little bits yeah, and there's a ton of, of layers so yes yeah just, and it's constantly shifting too yeah oh yeah that's his whole style like every song he writes is that way it's like daft punk mixed with talking heads yeah mm. that is a solid like some summation descriptor um we were moving on to drunk girls yeah um <laughs> It's a really great stupid song is my first note. Yeah. Um, I think it's a really great introduction to James Murphy if you've never heard LCD Sound System before. Yeah. It's one of the songs that you can listen to his that's like, all right, that's yeah. cool. That's just a fun yeah. song. And these, it's, yeah, first, it's fun Although it is, it's intent, it's very cheeky though. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like he's talking about gr- drunk girls but in the best the most endearing ways that we are yeah. when we are drunk and then he goes drunk boys are terrible like drunk girls are so nice and they're just uh, having a good time and uh, drunk boys drunk are boys keeping pace with the pedophile drunk yeah. oh yeah. that's my favorite we'll wait yeah. an hour to pee because like, really yeah you do how accurate uh, i mean <laughs> as a dj he's had to have seen all of the worst Oh my god! Shit that happens at nightclubs. Well, and let's be real honest. No offense, y'all, but men are idiots when y'all are drunk. Like y'all do some <laughs> dumb ass men, shit. Men are trash. You're not wrong. And I'm men not excluding. I mean, myself. y'all go all the way down base level <laughs> bullshit yeah, when y'all fine. are fucked up. At this point, I think not we all of you. It. I don't know that I just maybe I've just never really been like fucked yeah. up. I mean, yeah. You're also a very nice guy, Colton. <laughs> you don't have to tell him that. <laughs> Yeah, please don't. I'm just like I, I've never blacked out before, for instance. So like, <laughs> I feel like I just always know where my limit is, and like sometimes I'll get like throw up, but like. But I do think also you're just a considerate, yeah, man. All right, stop talking I, about I, me. I think I think that you are not quite the subject material that he is speaking the, of. Well. And the guys that are come running through my brain are slight douchebags in real life <laughs> and then they just go full douchebag when yeah. they've got some alcohol that, in them that, yeah. I was ready to start a fight yeah. we, we were talking about people over in chairs that's why I said yeah. not yeah. all guys is like yes. that because yes. there are decent men like y'all who are I'm sure very nice when you're drunk you just, are I don't know you very well just great he just gets loud that's all uh, <laughs> you know what that's okay I, yeah I just I lose control of the volume of my voice and mm-hmm. I love to rant about fucking synthesizers and oscillators. So, <laughs> so we have the provided only, a perfect. Uh, oh, you, for ha- you yeah, you have no idea. The only other thing I can say is that sometimes when he gets too drunk, he is the sloppiest bass player. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but it's only when you're like real fucked up. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I have no defense. No defense. We've been playing together for a long time, so yeah. <laughs> I'm very familiar. <laughs> when. 
when we started jamming, it's been so long that Colton had to buy me beers. Yeah. Because I was 20. Yep. Wow. Now, I bought beers for band practice. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, yeah. special. Oh, yeah. wow. That's deep love. Yeah, truly. Jeff yeah. has been in um, pretty much every project I've done, um, except for some stuff that I did with Sean uh, beforehand. But yeah, like Jeff's been so in- seven years. Something like that, yeah. yeah. That that means it's forever, you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that the is number. the saying. Yeah, you've, you've crossed the threshold. <laughs> yeah, we're stuck with each other now. Great. Um, this music video was anyway, directed by Spike Jones. Girls. Um, was it really? Yeah. No way. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't think I've seen it. Um, I haven't seen it either. But that's a, it's a which. What was it? The music video is directed by Spike Jones. Oh, I I saw that on Wikipedia, but yeah, I haven't seen it either. Nice. <laughs> um. Okay, my favorite lyric in this song. I just want to say it. Uh, just because I'm shallow doesn't mean that I'm heartless. Just because I'm heartless doesn't mean that I mean. Sometimes love gives us too many options. Just because you're hungry doesn't mean that you're lean. Boom. Um, so let's move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One Touch is a song about m- making music. Yeah. One Touch is never enough. So this I song. I have so much to say about this one. Oh, Go. Wait, go. No, you go first. Okay, I'll give you some background. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this song, in an interview I saw James Murphy talking about, this song was um, based on or inspired by this like synth punk scene oh, that yeah, happened in one. Philly in the 80s. Um, and there's a band, mm. um, The Executive Slacks. Yeah, you showed me. And the song was the video. 30 years. If you look that up and then listen to One Touch, you're like, oh yeah, you can hear it. Yeah. yeah. I what what he showed me sounded a lot like like really early years of Nine Inch Nails, but like not quite weird, as like aggressive. Weird synth yelling. Yeah. And with like like hexagonal shaped I had, electronic drums. I had drum no set. idea what to make of it, but I can hear the inspiration in this. Song. Right. I was going to say, I think this is the one that when I was listening to it, it distinctly reminded me of, again, I was reading, but the like the very first impression I had was um, David Bowie's like yep. dance albums that oh. he put out. That's exactly oh, what boy. I thought. That's I'm what so it was. That it's like early, that was the like, first thing I stuff thought. that came out on like Earthling. And specifically, you mentioned Nine Inch Nails. It was I'm Afraid of Americans yeah. that this song yeah. reminded Ooh. me of. My notes say. Okay, Bowie, I see you. Nice, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. glad you brought this up because Jeff specifically <laughs> wanted someone to bring uh, up David Bowie. I yes. told him how bad I wanted that to never mind. It happened uh, organically. Well, yeah, here we yeah. are. So I was like, oh my god. So they knew each other, James Murphy and David Bowie. Yeah. And there's a story he tells where he met David Bowie for the first time and said, "Oh my god, you're David Bowie. I hope you don't mind that I steal from you all the time." And he looked at him, and David Bowie looks at him and says. We're all thieves, darling. Of course he did. <laughs> yes. And also, apparently, David Bowie convinced James Murphy to bring LCD Sound System back. Ah. As a story. Because this song, I thought, sounded like something they like pitched to David Bowie, and he said, it I could, don't have time he was for also, it. You know what I mean? Like, he was slated to be a producer on Black Star, and it didn't oh. work out. And also, the other thing about James Murphy is that he's like notoriously difficult to work with. Mm. Ah. I think there's a reason he makes most He's of the albums. He's a fussy albums. artist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He has a vision. So. I like like I said, I think he's probably a perfectionist. He seems oh, like someone who yeah. has all the I like yep. personality traits to be a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and he knows exactly like it seems that he has a sound in his head and he knows how to achieve it so he doesn't need anybody else to help. He's a synthed up Brian Wilson. I think that's <laughs> I think that's the craziest thing about synth players is because what they do yeah. is entirely focused on tone. They know exactly what they want something to sound like and I just like I'm so oh, jealous yeah. of that ability. Like I wish that was something that I could do. Yeah. I'm sure I could learn but some people are just really natural at it. It's yeah. crazy. And this one um is 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 a great example of him bringing in different layers. Yeah. You know, like it just starts. Oh gosh. <laughs> I went through a range of emotions on this. Oh, song. you, you I go, really Melissa, you talk. I this- absolutely fucking hated the first two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like solid two minutes. Was, I was part like, of it. That slow climb, like with that synth on, <laughs> on, on, Yep. Oh. Yep. Just playing just one note irritating. at a time, just and, like and, and, slowly just climbing at, up to where it was supposed to be. Just at the point where I was almost irritated enough to say, "Fuck it, I'm not listening to the song," yeah. and there's gonna have to deal yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he starts singing, and that's where I went, "Okay, Bowie, I see you." Yeah. Right. And this is one that I was listening to and had to look up the lyrics. So I said, "What did you just say?" Well, because this is uh, people who need people are just people who need people. people. Yep. Oh yeah. Yes, Babs. Yes, Babs. Um, They're not the luckiest people. It's funny that you bring that up because I know Jeff mentioned to me that like the opening of Dance Yourself Clean, that's like the first three and a half minutes are like the intro. Like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which that part didn't bother me as much as this intro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like, that's just, he's so much about a slow build. Yeah. That's the whole Uh, thing. The payoff is so rewarding. Yeah. I was, the flip was so weird for me, the code though, because I liked so much of the rest of the song. Right. Until the last like 45 seconds. Fucking hated the end. Based on listening to this podcast, I thought you were going to hate this album. I'm pretty, I told him earlier that I liked it and I thought he was going to jump out of his skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were pearls. very prepared uh, for me to hate this. Brandon, Brandon went as far as to say he brought me in his backup. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready for a fight. <laughs> but this is a well, pleasant surprise. Yeah. We'll we haven't later. gotten to it. We, okay. we might yeah, fight yeah, later. Yeah, great, great. We might fight sure. later. Perfect. Um, what else to say about this tune? I have no notes. Uh, Other than I think I'm good. Excellent. <laughs> What? I oh, I love this line. No one is dangerous until we get a closer view. Yeah. I love that. He, yeah, man. He's just got one liners in every song that are just like, oh, yeah. That's amazing. And it's wild. It just snaps everything into focus. Right. You know, because everything seems chaotic until just, he says whatever the song is about, that one it, line. I really think it's just, just that like tonal painting almost. Just like, it seems like it doesn't make sense until one thing finally snaps it all together. You yeah. Know? It's great. Mm. Yeah. Delicious. Delicious. Next? Well, yeah, we were talking about David Bowie. Mm. um, And the next track is James Murphy's take on Heroes. All I I Want. That's a guitar at the beginning? Yep. Great. Love that. Where did you read that statement? I have no citations. All of our English teachers are so upset with us right now. I'm sorry. I'm going to be. You have not put this in MLA format. I'm going to need to go back and fix it. It's it's not. It's barely. What is that thing at the end that you have to do? Oh, I can't remember. The bibliography. I don't have. Where's your bibliography? I think I I think I saw it on Genius or something. At Jones sixty seven. You know what? You know what sucks is 
I have to make those for my job. Oh, like, you do. That's like don't part you? of. I have to. Yeah. It's in citations and you know, yeah. I'm so sorry. Okay. Oh yeah. Anyways, I, we don't. That is not a topic. I know we about. don't want to talk about. I I personally think your job is interesting, but just, I'm sure you don't think it. I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> else about it. We could. He has. Put his foot down. So, so um, it's just, it's this song, weirdly, and y'all can be mad at me. This might be a fight. <laughs> this might be a fight with you. Um, this song reminded me of Motion City soundtrack for some odd reason. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a vibe I got, and I was kind of... I can almost bet you that Motion City soundtrack is one of the like young people that he talks about. In one I, of his you know what? I Probably yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, it, really nice. It sits in the time period, and that was the thing that I liked about this album. It sounds like it came out in 2010. Yeah. Yes, like, it does. Oh. It sounds it like it came out does. in 2010. It's got. It that brought me vibe. back to a space for if sure. I had, if I had heard this album when it came out, I guarantee I would have bopped this thing so oh, yeah. hard then. I it's he's I've been 19 years old listening to this album like yeah. nonstop for for someone who was like in his 30s when he started releasing stuff it seems very much that at least the like sound of teenage angst is like yeah. all over his song um <laughs> and like I believe he was a punk rocker back in back in his day that this is what sense. I've read too yeah. that yeah. he was in bands that didn't quite make it like he was like the guitar singer guy well, I mean, if you listen to stuff <laughs> and then like, he started DJing if you listen to stuff like Daft Punk is playing at my house that's like most evident where and, that influence comes from and on the oh, house man. shows yeah on, on the first yes. album there's a song I love a house show that has a line punk rock as an experiment it came up lame yeah bitter about not making it in the punk scene maybe a little bit perhaps so um, he's bitter about a lot of things oh yeah <laughs> Sad dad music for sure. But hey, he turned it into he turned it into something. So Go sit for in your garage and get drunk and be mad. Yeah, because <laughs> he didn't really expect this to take off, to, did he? Can I can I throw? He out called mine? it a non-professional experiment. Wow, I don't want to throw out my favorite line in this song because <laughs> it's no fun to be predictably lame. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a James Murphy thing to say. <laughs> oh yeah, my favorite is because I just want what I want. <laughs> Yeah, I think in this song ultimately, I think is like it's accepting the end of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, all I want is your pity. All, all I want are your bitter tears. It's like I'm done. Mm. I think this is maybe the first, maybe the first or second time that home is mentioned as a like theme. Yeah, it says take me home at the end. Um, and it really. It's funny because the record at Madison Square Garden that is called the Long Goodbye. This is this is what feels like, like it should be the Long Goodbye. Mm-hmm. It's, you, he's ready to go. Yes, he's yeah. ready to be maybe done with the band. Maybe that's kind of what it is. Yeah, because the like it goes back and forth between like the music industry as a whole and then this very intimate relationship. Uh-huh. And like those are the it seems like those yeah. are the two things that he's like oscillating between. And, it, it, like, and it could even be he could even be talking about fans. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah, I never, never thought about that angle. Yeah, mm. there's a lot of different ways to come at it with him because he's got just so much that he doesn't say and so much that he does say. It's like perfect blend. Yeah, great lyricist, really. I have a question for the um for the panel in the room, mostly for y'all too. Uh, what the hell? 
what there's something happening in the background oh, at the end and i need somebody to explain it to me this, this isn't all i want kind of a complaint that i have with this song oh. I, I believe it to be a sequencer oh it's over like towards the end it's just going nuts mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> like it's oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. and it's like at, at some points it's like louder than the vocals yes yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's all over the place. And like, it's, it's making you kind of feel disoriented. And I, I told Colton this earlier. I feel like this song, I, it might be my least favorite on the album, but it's like some light mixing away from being one of my favorites. Just like for that specific reason. Yeah. It was just so, it was like an assault at yeah. the end well, after no, not oh having God. it throughout the rest of the song but it was I, just like also, where did this come from and yeah. why didn't you say that james murphy says there's always like one part oh yeah i mean he, he did it on purpose yeah. yeah he like he knew that and i you know kind of the same thing like with the intro to one touch i think he's trying to see if he can how uncomfortable he can make people and then bring them back that's so definitely that's theater thing. of torture listening yeah to that's it. definitely uh, think uh radiohead has stuff like that like at the end of karma police there's like this really pleasant part and then as it fades out there's this like sequencer sounding thing that sounds like a car crash happening like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, oh it's so bad that Tell instrument me. that you're talking about um is it in the song the entire time? No. If it is, it is not it comes assaulting in. the way that it is at the end. Like I did yeah. not notice yeah. it until the uh-huh. end because I was it was like it, it was to the point where I got so irritated yeah. I almost shut it yeah, off yeah, every yeah. time it came on because I was like, This is just why is it so grating? Uh, yeah. And the yeah. rest of it I don't hate, so it just yep. made me mad that it was so grating because yep. it kind of ruined the song for me, actually. That's why like I've had moments with this band that I'm it takes you a lot of listens to truly like st- like love it and then I can see that everybody yeah. that I know that likes them it's like they're the, they're the fucking best but then I also have this fight in my head where I'm like if I have to listen to this 10 times to really like it <laughs> is it actually good <laughs> but I love it well and I think the thing is is that you learn to love some of the songs and other ones you just avoid <laughs> yeah yeah you know Sure. The, yeah, this is true. There is <laughs> just like uh, I love I mean, every moment. Of yeah, <laughs> but I think that is with any there's artist. Not, there's not too many, but there's. I've had a point in the time where, where I listened to them a lot, and there were a lot of songs I would avoid. Yeah, but I don't know. When I first thought we were doing the the first album, I listened to that a bunch in a week, and and that album has been in uh, my girlfriend's car. Shout out, Kendall. <laughs> she she has all these CDs in her car. Keeps coming back to that because it has so much re-listening value. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's such a big. Album you can yeah. you can like, you hear something new every time. Yeah. There's all these layers. And truly, going that on. I think sometimes those are the best albums though, because even though it takes a while to get into it, like, yeah. you you stick with it because it got under your skin for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. You got to chew through it. Yeah. You know I mean, there are earworms. There to, are like, plenty really of get at you. To, yeah. To, like, hook. You there did. are probably a full albums I love now that half those songs I hated 10 years ago. Like, I would never listen to and, Skip, Skip, Skip. And, like, I've listened to albums that I thought, yeah, I might like this, so I listened to it three more times, but then... I'm like, I don't want to, like, distract too far, but I do kind of... Now that we've been doing this for, like, 
not quite a year, but for a while. Has Dang. It gone. Has it, <laughs> has it changed I've only the been way here that since you yesterday. listen to stuff? Like, are you still a singles girl or do you have albums that you like? Oh, I'm straight up a singles girl all day long. Yeah, no, I don't like albums. And I don't, yeah, because, and you know what's interesting is this is actually solidified why I don't listen to albums. <laughs> oh, because you, you don't like it. Because song. I hate like Sometimes 70% of it. It's a waste of time for me. Man. So it's just like this. Is, usually, it's like I can pick one or it's a. It's just so rare that I find a conglomeration of work that I'm willing to listen to front to back, or that, even a majority of it. I think that's why I love it so much, though, because it is so hard to make an album that's no like no skippable tracks. Yeah, yeah. I, I love listening to albums. It's just that's fun, how I consume music. It's just like chasing yeah. the dragon of like always trying to make the perfect like set of ten songs or whatever you want to do, like. I don't know. Because if you uh, listen to an album whole, like seeing those singles where they are, like in the album, in the context sense. of the album, Kinda yeah, helps. It yeah, well, it you adds understand value how, to that song. Yeah, 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 yeah. You also see not only all the facets of the band, because a lot of bands have multiple sounds that they use. Mm-hmm. You also, as albums progress, you see the growth that happens with that band and yes. how they've changed musically and, like, I don't know. Singles are catchy and they tend to be the things that are going to pull people in. But there's some gems on albums. Now hold that on, I'm not like a passed over. I'm not like a singles like this is what well, we released from yeah, the yeah, album. Yeah. No, girl. no, no, I no, just, no. I just tend to get stuck on one, one song, song. Right, and then right. I don't. Speaking and of- and I personally, it's not that I'm like. I don't want to listen to the album or even that I go listen to the album and I'm like, oh, this sucks. It's literally, I don't even think to listen to the album. I don't, it right. doesn't even compute to me to yeah. go and find the album and listen to the whole I'm album not because to, I don't even, it, I don't even think well, about it. I don't That's even not know how I've ever listened to music. Sit down and listen to the albums that I do though is the thing. Like it'll just happen. I'll put on an album and then I listen to it. I never put on an album. If it's good enough, I will like keep going back to it. Yeah. The only albums I listen to full on are musicals. There's Those a, are the only ones I go front to back always, this no is matter where what. We're different. There's a song later on this album Very that's much. perfect for this discussion. Uh, true. <laughs> you true. wanted a hit. Oh, yeah. We'll circle back. Um, <laughs> so we'll move on to the third single from the record. Uh, and okay, I just want to put this out here. We haven't gotten to it yet. But Drunk Girls was actually the second single. Oh. Right. Pow Pow was the first one. Was it really? Ah. <laughs> Pow Pow uh, is so aggressive. We're going right. to get to that, right? We will get to that. Great. Yeah. Uh, just so, heads up, I that's have my, feelings. Heads up, that's my favorite song. On this heads song. up, that's my least favorite song. <laughs> yes, that let's fucking go. song can Grab go die in a fire. And cue commercial break. Uh, <laughs> technical difficulties. <laughs> and yeah. pulling it back. Yeah, and we're back. To your corners. Let's talk about <laughs> I Can Change. This is my number two favorite uh, song. I Can Change. Yeah, this uh, is a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bop. Um, if it helps you fall in love. This is one of, I think, the first LCD sound system songs I'd heard. Minus uh, Daft Punk is playing at my house because I yeah. heard that on the radio oh, a few yeah. times. <laughs> and yeah. then ow, ow. New York, I Love You also oh, you bring, popped uh, up on. It's so funny. Yeah. I, this one, I you told Brandon this earlier. I, I, I have some regret for not choosing Sound of Silver, but I think I would have felt that way either way I went. Yeah. Also... Well, while that's on the table, Drunk Girls kind of belongs on that album, sound-wise. But in Explain my opinion, yourself. dude, it's got the same. <laughs> it's got the same energy as uh, North American Scum, Time to Get Away, and uh, oh, read all right. the pamphlets and watch the tape. That, yeah, 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 yeah. It's got it's got Austin that Dan, same. I will say the only person that knows anything is yeah. that guy right there. And then <laughs> and then I think 
if you were swapping one, you put get innocuous on this is happening. I see that because get innocuous is like the one dance tune, the true dance tune. So listen, James, you need James. Listen up, listen up, James Murphy. Jeff has listened to it all, and he has. Oh yeah. Also, fun fact. Uh, Reggie Watts is on stage with them in The Long uh, Goodbye. There are actually a lot of really great cameos in oh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's all. That's a whole other podcast episode, oh, Reggie Watts. Reggie Watts. Good Lord. That's a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like these guests coming in with the yeah. ideas. I listen to a lot of podcasts. They're all trying to get on the team. <laughs> yeah. What's your What's your top uh, podcast? What's your favorite podcast? Uh, Doughboys, probably. Why? This is birthday boys offshoot. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> they they it's very dry humor and they review fast food restaurants, <laughs> chain restaurants. It's tremendous. It's great. The um oh, man. he'll do these intros that start out he's talking about like Nazi Germany and then somehow ties that in with like Taco Bell. <laughs> God, what absurdist. Okay, oh, I will file Anyways. that away. That'll be um well, something I branch out to uh eventually. I <laughs> I can change. I think this is possibly my favorite like synth sounds out of oh like, yeah because it's 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 that mm-hmm. high end one boom, boom. Boom. this is the most 80s song uh, on the album boom. i think boom, 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 boom. it's the really it's like hot... there's like roto times in mm-hmm. there it's the high end notes on the synth that are like so beautiful because they're most of the time on synths at the high end it can be kind of harsh yeah but whatever like he's doing to the tone if it's an oscillator or something like that it's just like it hits so beautifully and it just sounds great i was listening to this i'm i apologize um well yeah yeah tell him yeah whose yard is it dang whose yard is it well this one i chose shit (laughs) speaking of dogs i used to work at a dog kennel and i played this song um i was just playing this song just like on the little stereo or whatever to chill the dogs out uh, no, it was very quiet. Okay. It was just on a low volume. Um, but anyway, the the there was this guy uh, in there also working, um, and he was listening to the song, and he was like, "Who is this?" I was like, "This is LCD Sound System." And he's like, "When did this come out?" And I said, "2010." And he said, "This sounds like it's from the '80s," but like he figured yeah. out how to use all the tools. Mm. It's- that's kind of the conversation technology of 2010 no computers Prince Prince too. yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, we were like oh it's the first time somebody had a chance to figure out these newfangled synthesizers yeah, yeah. right yeah. one of the worst takes i've ever seen on twitter was um someone said prince was so good at guitar but he spent his whole career investing with stupid synthesizers it was like you okay. do you do not get it <laughs> <laughs> you're incorrect sir sit down yeah. like he wasted his Shit. whole career playing with synthesizers. I, Said wasted. some guy who we wasted. don't even know his name. I am out to get you. Even though I was like kind of indifferent about that. I'm going to find you and I'm going to hurt you. He's probably got 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Send us an email at get into the groove. Get the letter N, the number two, the groove at gmail.com. Address it to Brandon. <laughs> We are Dear coming Brandon. for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no! Uh, this is 
is how we get fans is by <laughs> aggressively <laughs> subscribe right now. That's been got your email. Game. Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Facebook. <laughs> Oh, great. great. So and Instagram. And Instagram. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have, <laughs> what, what else is there to say about this? Uh, just that uh, I Can Change is one of his best tracks. It's a, it's it a very naive song, lyrically. Mm-hmm. Hey, yes. It's back to like, and Dance Yourself Clean. It's a night out, but the, a fight's happening like during the night out. Like We're back to that. In yeah. This, uh-huh. this, yeah, this theme, like I kind of got like the theme that love will destroy us from the inside out. Oh yeah. It's like, I'll be whatever you want me to be. Love is a murderer. Both, both trying to change for somebody and asking the other person not to change are bad. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's the whole idea of like, I love you so much the way you are, but it's also like, well, the thing is, is it feels too much like a too early in the relationship. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm still wearing my mask for you right now. Like, you don't need to know the parts of me. And I love you the way you are right now. Please. She's definitely got one foot out the door. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I think that's always like whenever James Murphy writes about love, it's very rarely like authentic. It almost seems like he's kind of poking fun at. To surface Uh level. Yeah, yeah. Or he's he's like, he's staying within one situation or one night right i feel like the only Mm. times that he really gets like really serious is when he's talking about himself Mm -hmm. and that's like when he really does actual like reflection Uh, to sort of piggyback off that back to sound of silver i think someone great is a perfect example of that like it's something it's about um his therapist dying i believe but it's like an intimate relationship that he had in his life that he has like very specific what a thing to write a song about. Yeah, wow. yeah and, and it is gorgeous. Speaking of that song, one line that sticks for me, it, um, it says, the coffee isn't even bitter, but then what's the difference? I can't believe it's not raining. It's just like, today's fine, but like you're like going through those feelings, but you're like, I wish everything was shitty right now. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. That's the worst to be in a bad mood and everything starts going right. And you're just like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? I'm trying to be I am not in (laughs) the mood for this to be right. This this coffee tastes great. It's a beautiful day outside. Oh, God. You're in a bad mood and you walk out and all the sun sun hits you and you you just go, what's wrong? Uh Why are you doing this? I feel like self-defeating prophecy is like the words for James Murphy. Self-defeating prophecy. (laughs) I like that take. Um... Well, shall we move on to you wanted a hit? Because you yeah. wanted a hit. Did you want to hit, Melissa? Uh, no, I'm trying to figure out what the hell I put here. Oh, okay. She did not want to hit, apparently. It says intro <laughs> equals WTF something. Oh, it says what boom, the fuck, though. Boom, boom. It says what the fuck, though. Boom, boom, boom. Burn up, burn up, burn up, burn just all of, <laughs> all of this percussion noise. <laughs> I I put hated the first three minutes. Yeah, because it yeah. Sure. Ouch in the middle. Ouch. And then I looked up the lyrics, and I really like the lyrics. Did but... you say? <laughs> yeah. Did you say ouch? Ouch. Do you know why? No. Okay. <laughs> I I was curious to know if it was like about his voice. 
No, um, it, it was something to do with the instrument. His voice never did bother me. This whole album. How outrageous. Because he did he not bother his voice me. out recording this, Interesting. this album. Well, I, I, I didn't say that he sounded healthy, yeah. but he didn't. it didn't bother me. Oh, I think it was part of the like deciding factor of like stopping. Mm. Taking he's always complaining about his voice. He Fair enough. He screams a lot in his uh, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, dance yourself clean. No, it was something. He said he, he, he said happening. he wrote it and then didn't realize how high it was and was like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> he fucking nailed it. Yeah. But uh, d- can you maybe identify what was ouch for you? I mean, we have, have to pull to, up the song. Yeah, I'd have to pull it up. All right, we can take a refresher. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Jeff, let can, me do it for you. <laughs> Jeff can fill you the time making. <laughs> He wrote this song in response to somebody asking him if he was going to make a radio head. Uh, what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't like, like, are you going to make a hit? Uh, I get is the interpretation. Are you going to actually hit it big? Am I going to hear you on the radio? Like, or are, are you going to write a hit song for your record? Are you finally going to have something palatable for everybody? Yeah. You wanted it real, but can you tell me what's real? There's lights and sounds. Uh, this and song's stories. entirely Music's just a part. Just a part. But tell me where's the point in it? Yeah. And we won't just be your babies anymore. Cool. Yep. We won't be your babies anymore. That's a nine minute song. It yeah. really is. He's really asking a lot of it's, his listeners. He's very clear that he does not want this song to be a hit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all, I don't remember where the fucking... I can't find All it. All right, that's fine. It's nine minutes. Okay? It's, yeah. it's so long. It was, it was something that was short. It was short and not sweet. Mm. Ouch. It, ouch. Woo! <laughs> Like, I remember cringing at my desk, but I don't. Uh, yeah, sure. And what, every some, time it happened, I just went. Oh. Something musically, you mean? Yeah. It wasn't, it was not, it didn't, it wasn't vocally. It was definitely musically. Like, everything I had took issue with this was usually musically. He really uh, plays in the spectrum of like finding really pleasant noises to finding really obnoxious noises. Uh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of like those sure. horror movies where it's. <laughs> Where like you're you're in a happy space and everything's fine and beautiful and they're like in a slow mo move and then it like flashes in something from the future or something terrible that's gonna happen like the ghost or whatever and it makes that crazy like <laughs> noise and then goes back to the pretty yeah sure yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's a jump scare <laughs> like in the song. that's what the this sort of sorry sorry yeah, yeah yeah that's what that this sort of Every so, time I hear something like that, that's because it's like every song I felt like I was on a roller coaster. Of, yeah, I liked it. Oh my god, what's that? Yeah, I liked it. What the what the hell's that? Yeah, this is good. What is that? Like that's what I kept going back and forth with, and every song, but especially I this mean, one. That's kind of what I would expect for someone listening to it for the first time. Great. And honestly, the fact that you didn't hate it the first time, just try it again sometime. <laughs> You don't have to. She probably won't. But you found that... I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> there is proof that there are good elements in the album throughout. It totally it see it, why other But there are also some like really it. ugly right. elements in the album throughout. <laughs> hey, you're going to love this band. You have to work really hard to like that. <laughs> Sometimes it's an effort. Yeah. You do the work. So why was that, uh, we were having a conversation earlier, why was that point in the conversation a good segue into the song? Oh, 
Oh, because uh, Melissa was talking. You guys were arguing about singles versus albums. Yes, yeah. And this song specifically about how I'm not trying to write a hit single. Mm-hmm. Right. He wants. That's to why write. I was just like, man, this. <laughs> we just put that conversation over here. That. Yeah, and I, I want to clarify. I wasn't like trying to come at it. you yeah. for. Yeah, I was just like, I don't like. I don't even know. I haven't listened to a hit. I don't know what's out right now. No, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. I don't listen to hit lists like that. It's just I just don't. I don't really either. But it's just like I don't know. I found the most rewarding times in listening to music in my life is I listen to a lot of stuff and I don't like most of it. Mm-hmm. But then you get something like a fucking sound and color or oh uh, yeah, that's one a of, for me like one of Jack White's solo albums. Mm. Like you just hit something that like won't let you go, and that's okay. Uh-huh. Even sound and color, Brandon played that album over and over and over and over and over and over again when we were living together. Yeah, and it took probably a year and a half and him moving out for me to enjoy that album. Yeah, like I am just Sorry. not an album person. Right, like yeah. there would be like one song. Like I think it was <laughs> over yeah. over my Gorgeous. head. That was, oh, yeah. that was that was the like, one that stuck for the longest time. But like, like I mean, I'm oh, just no. not. I'm happy to do that. that for her. Yeah. yeah, like there are particular like artists like that, that if they come out with an album, I will listen to the album. Oh, but yeah. they are there are like three soul. of them. Yeah. God, I love that album. Yeah, like, top to bottom. I'm honestly I love that album. so surprised that we have not done Sound and Color yet. Well, that's par- that's happening next. Season. <laughs> that it's is got in the future. To. It's got to. Um, um, I thought you said God wrote that album, and I was about to say uh, Brittany Howard could be my God. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, she did, stand honey. by that interpretation oh, yeah. of my she line. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God wrote that album. God that... is a woman, and she is Brittany Howard. <laughs> also, surely y'all listen to Jamie too, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, I love Jamie. Man. I um, loved it because it was so much more like experimental. That one and that one kind of feels like the follow up. Like yeah. I know she's done other stuff in between. Uh, well, and it was anyway. so much more personal too. Uh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. can't we can't yeah. get onto Jamie when we're this doing. is the we're, it's a <laughs> so, album inside of an album. Jeff, you wanted a hit? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. This, this is how we do hits. <laughs> this is how we do hits. This is how. Um, uh, talk about pow pow. I'm talking about, talk about favorite pow song. pow. Sell this goddamn thing to me, please. This is my third okay. favorite song for the record. Okay. Um, because let me let me just show you what yeah, I yeah, wrote. Let, yeah, let's hear it. Oh, what is it? Read it aloud oh. for us, Jeff. Okay. Pow pow. <laughs> and there's a like a like a bullet mark, but it's a dash, like a bullet point. Mm-hmm. And it's um, two X's next to each other, like their eyes. And then a squiggly line that looks like Charlie Brown's shirt just going straight across. Like a and mouth. And it says, I can't, period. <laughs> I can't. And, uh, and that's and, it. And that's it. Can I, can I piggyback a little anecdote? <laughs> the first line of the next song says, much better. <laughs> much better. <laughs> <laughs> that... <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> I, 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 before you get into yeah. it, I want to piggyback off that you are not the only one. I love so you. So we had this <laughs> album listening party at our friend's house. Jeannie was there. I was. Um, and we listened to we listened to the Beach Boys, and then we were all just kind of like casually talking. But I still had control of like the speaker in the room, so of course I put on LCD sound system, and I put on Dance Yourself Clean, pow pow immediately following. And people were pretty into Dance Yourself Clean, but they were like, you know, still having their conversations was kind of playing underneath, right? And the host of this party, Jonathan Fleek, he was like talking to somebody and Pow Pow came on and got to the chorus and he stopped the conversation and he like, he had a furrowed brow and was like staring at the ground, listening intently to the song. He goes, Pow, 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 P
And he said, no. Yeah, no, uh, man. Thank you. No, man. No. Like, no. Sure like, I mean, this is a, what, what, what is the maid on Family Guy? What's her name? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. She's just, no, 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 no. And let me tell you why. I didn't make it through guy. this through the whole thing one time. Pow, pow, pow. It pissed me off every single time. And I've listened to this uh, for a week now. I actually did my research on this album. <sighs> if I were a drag artist, honestly, this would be one okay. of the numbers I would do. Um, honestly. I would do it. So this song. I'd watch you. <laughs> yes, Jeff. Let's with sell, earplugs. Sell, sell this song to and us. First Jeff. of all, yeah, with those baby ear muffs. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't hear anything. Okay, no Jeff, please go on. Let the man speak. I'm just. Let the man speak. I'm sorry. Okay. The song's about But music. another thing. <laughs> Listen! Uh, <laughs> uh, the song's about music critics. He's talking about, from this position, talking from the perspective of a music critic. So it's, it's really like, the thing that draws me in is the lyrics, for sure. But also, um, I can see this being a song where you kind of need to be used to them. Because the vocals are kind of all over the place, and he's just kind of talking. It's very much um, like losing my edge in that way. Th- this is the one that, like, this is one of James Murphy's songs that are much more song. firmly yeah. rooted in the dance part of his oh, music yeah. rather than in like the rock or and anything else. Every verse they add a new layer, right? Right. Um, oh, the second really? verse, in come the bongos, yeah. and on the third verse, in comes the bass, boom, boom. And then you got all so it's it's a nice example of how he how how he builds, builds. the layers, and my one of my favorite he has a couple of these phrases that I have just down in my head, and this song has one of them. Um, There's a lot of good ones in this song. On this occasion, there are a couple of things that we know that we learned from Fact Magazine. One, the king wears a king hat and lives in a king house. Two, your time will come, but tonight is our night, so you should give us all of your drugs. Three. We have a black president, and you do not. So shut up, because you don't know shit about where I'm from that you didn't get from the TV. That last aspect of the that like last line, and yeah. and that last favorite. one when they play it live now, he says three. Well, that was supposed to be set in the future, so it doesn't, it doesn't really make, make sense, sense anymore. anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great. I I actually prefer uh, if ever I have an itching for Pow Pow. Yeah. Um, I prefer the London Sessions version because oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's big London uh, London Sessions might be my favorite album. It's, it's great and it's a lot more that the song so, specifically a lot more frenetic and insane and I just and really love that. Us v them that I the will, London Sessions. I'll say for this too that you talked about in Tank in the Bank is how they kind of curate their like songs for the like venues that they play and things like that. I think James Murphy is also someone. Mm. Oh yeah. Big time. Very much mm-hmm. like picks. It's like in those, London they bring sessions, their sound system in those like, London sessions. You can really hear it because, and that's the band. So the, yeah. the albums are a lot of him playing everything. Right. But the, the London sessions and there's a second one, the electric lady sessions Yeah, yeah. that are all it. Those are how the band plays it live. It's a li- it's like a live studio recording. I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but do you know like who founded Electric Lady? I mean, I'm gonna say Jimi Hendrix when yes. he made Electric Lady Land. Yes, he did. Ah. It's his, his record. I was hoping that wasn't a trick question. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's more of our signature gotcha journalism. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> signature gotcha journalism. Uh, I prefer yellow journalism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I wanted to give some facts about uh, Michael Musto because he has oh. a line that says, oh, you, um, yes. Uh, screw you, Michael screw Musto. Screw you, Michael you're Musto. No, you're no Bruce Valanche. Yep. Yep. I have facts on both these people. I knew who Bruce Valanche was, but I didn't know who Michael Musto was. Yeah. Um, he is a journalist, a, a columnist. Um, he is a gay journalist, so he's in a lot of gay publications, like Out and uh, Queerty and uh, another one I can't think of at the moment. Um, oh, here you go. The Advocate. I wrote it mm. down. Um, so he was hosting an award show, not one of the major ones, just some, some sort of like offshoot. Like, yes. I can't remember what it is, but- the award for uh or the category that was being announced was DJ of the year. And James Murphy had one of his friends be nominated, right? And okay. he was saying throughout the entire ceremony that if she doesn't get it, it'll be a crime. She needs to win this uh, this award. Sure. And if she doesn't get it, I'm gonna pull a Kanye on them. And she did not get the award. And so he did in fact pull a Kanye. Um said, I'm gonna let you finish, but um and Michael Musto, who's the host of the award ceremony, said, uh, "I'll call him a douchebag." James Murphy got like got up on stage. Yes. Oh yeah. I don't think this was a televised event, so sure. I don't know if there are videos out there. Um, but Michael Musto called him a douchebag, and so that's what uh. this is. He was kind of saying something like, "Hey, fuck you," but not really. That's hilarious. Bruce Valanche is a uh, a writer. Um, he's he's been he was the head writer for the Oscars from like 2000 to. 2014 or something like that. Um, but he has worked with people like Lily Tomlin, Billy Crystal, Roseanne, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, Robin Williams. Um, Steven Tyler was also on that list. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Bruce Valanche wrote a song for Bette Midler um, that won an Emmy. Um, I think it was on Johnny Carson. What song? Um, it was like a goodbye number. Look this up because Bruce Valanche has an Emmy. Um, and there's a documentary called Get Bruce because he's like uh, like a prolific comedic writer. Okay. So if like people are having struggles, they 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 go to Bruce Valanche. Hmm. So there's a little so, insight on that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know there was beef there. Oh, that guy. Yes, that guy. He's pretty iconic looking. Bruce Valanche. See, I I feel like I know who you're talking about because I've heard that name many times. Yeah. But he's got this like exactly messy like bob haircut. He's like short and fat. And <laughs> hey, everybody, stop what you're doing right now and Google Bruce Valanche. Google Bruce Valanche. <laughs> Put get Bruce on and, your Netflix queue and and Bruce? and hashtag oh. hashtag get into the groove, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Get into the Bruce. Let us know what you find. Oh, no. Get the letter in, the number two. Get the Bruce. The Bruce. The Bruce. <laughs> God. What are you discovering, Melissa? Well, uh, he became friends with Bette Midler Hi. in the nightclub scene before she was big and actually okay. wrote uh, her comedy material for her 1974 Broadway show, Clams on the Half Shell. And co-wrote Divine Madness for her in 1980. Okay. Um, and then Johnny Carson was saying goodbye. Um, she yes. serenaded him with You Made Me Watch You to the tune of You Made Me Love You, I Didn't Want to Do It. I have seen that clip so many times, and I did not realize yeah. he wrote those lyrics. That makes yeah. so much sense, actually, because yeah. it's so tongue-in-cheek. Well, Michael Musto is definitely no Bruce Valanche. He is no <laughs> Bruce Valanche. 
He can write all the also, words he wants. Also, this album was critically um, acclaimed. Valanche said no to, be- to Barbara Streisand. That's hysterical. Because she offered him a, quote, ridiculously, ridiculously low wage. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, he said no to Babs. That's saying something. That is saying something. Babs has come up twice this podcast. Well, wow. we also have that My Name oh, is Barbara wow. album. That okay. We, uh, we have two copies of. No, well, <laughs> no wonder he was the head writer for the Oscars. It was when Whoopi, uh, David Letterman, and Billy Crystal were hosting. Oh. That was like the years they were like doing, it was like three, four times. And I think Whoopi hosted like eight times. That makes sense. Or something like that. I bet he wrote for their... Um, I'm not going to look through this, but I bet he wrote for uh, for Billy Crystal, Whoopi, and Robin's. Um, the thing at the uh, uh, every Radio year. City Music mm-hmm. Hall. The benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet he wrote for them, too. Uh, yeah. I I would absolutely believe that. Interesting. I feel like, Jeff, you were about to say something about you had a, a thing, maybe? No? Oh, we it's were, gone. Oh, right. We were on Pow Pow. Oh, we were on Pow Pow. It, yeah, you were trying to defend it, and you talked well, about how it's about music critics. And it's also critically acclaimed, like the album. Critics I, love it. It's Critics funny. love it. Critics love being verbally but, abused. Oh, uh, there's this line. Um, let's be honest. How much time do you waste? How much time do you blow every day before it goes pow, pow? <laughs> and it's like, I don't. I think that's his take on what they do. They just just shoot people. They just down. yeah. I totally get how the decision was reached. From this position, I can say it's serious or it's a cop, cop out, out or, or it's hard, hard to, to define. define. So like, like, what do you do? You, I think it's kind of the ultimate thing of right the song. like how, why are you even important like you don't write music how much time do you what do you what do you do before right. you just like, yeah shoot people tear out. people's art apart yeah <laughs> like, spicy mm-hmm. well but they loved it there's only two tracks left on this album isn't there well, yes it's crazy short, short, it was short. number wise it's yeah. just long yeah. timeline long well, and there there is also a deluxe edition that has like a bunch of extra well, stuff. Well, that one has the London Sessions on it. It has London yeah. Sessions. It and has also two has, bonus tracks. Uh, Throw, Throw and OU oh. Christmas Which, Blues. that's the saddest Christmas song you'll ever hear. Worth listening to, honestly. Sounds great. The first line is, Christmas will break your heart. Well, and you know what's kind of funny? I, um, You mentioned uh, New York, always. I Love You earlier, yeah. Jeannie. It's that kind of... The first time I heard that song was actually Jeff playing it as uh, his band, Family Medicine. And I knew it was an LCD oh, sound yeah. system song, but I never actually like heard that That's song cool before. Song. That it's song fun. is visceral. Yeah. Yeah. What a career this man has. Yeah. He's got yeah. a lot of really like signature songs. Um a couple couple of fun facts. After after between when the band broke up and got back together, he did this project in New York where he they took all the turnstiles and made them make nice sounds that were like in a scale that worked together. Uh-huh. So then when people go through, it just makes nice sounds all the that's time. You hear music in the sub. Yeah. Oh, that's. He tried to get the city to like do that. Well, that's and, nice. No. And they said. No. You guys, okay, sorry, going off topic for just a hot ass second, right? But like hot you, ass second. I'm sorry. But like if you ever have the chance second. to go to a Meow Wolf exhibit. Uh Okay. There's a particular room. Make sure you get in there. It's very dark, so it looks very scary. Um, but apparently it's at all their exhibits um, where they have these lasers and you can actually play the lasers because Ooh. they're like, it's like a harp. Mm-hmm. Oh, Calvin I'm would die. That. I spent like an, like 45 minutes in this room. <laughs> Cecilia had to pull me out. I was like, I'm making music. That's 
And it's already got music playing too, so you can and like multiple people can it. mess with it at the same I, time. So like I was making music with yeah. other people against what was already on. It is so much fun. But that's what that reminded me of. I want to yeah, sure. go to Meow Wolf purely for the like playhouse aspect of it where you like climb through the refrigerator. The, oh my god. Oh my Wolf god. Is? Yes. Yes. Please tell me what Melissa, it is. Melissa, tell tell Jeff about Meow Wolf. Jeff! Okay. Yeah! <laughs> So Meow Wolf is an art installation that originated, I think, in New Mexico, right? They have a massive installation in New Mexico. Well, they have branched out, obviously. I just went to the one in Vegas. Okay. So they have their, they have Area 15 is what the the permanent installation is called. You know, that's 51 backwards. Yes. And it's, it's basically it's basically a massive adult playground. It's not like they didn't have the art installation for a long time. It's an adult playground. Okay. They just added in Omega Mart. Omega Mart. Omega okay. Mart. Okay. So you like walk into this installation. Now it's a permanent thing. It uh-huh. will it will be forever changing. However, it will always be Omega Mart. Yeah. So you walk into this thing and it looks like a grocery store. But okay. then you kind of re- it's one but of those it's things Omega where you Mart. walk in and go something's wrong here. Okay. Everything's psychotic. All the like names of the products are crazy. Like you can uh-huh. touch the products. You can take them off. You can buy everything that's in Omega Mart. You can actually buy it as a souvenir. It's crazy. So like there are cereal boxes with crazy <laughs> names and shit like yeah. that, right? Well then, so we're walking through and some bitch comes out of the freaking wall and we're like, where did you come from? <laughs> and she goes, I came through the refrigerator and we were like, what? So we go through the refrigerator, which by the way, it was cold in the hallway through the refrigerator. Yeah, it felt like we were in a refrigerator. And then we come out into this like, like, I don't even know how to call cavern cave uh, of whoa. ridiculousness. The walls are moving, the lights are moving, the floor is shaking. Every, there are slides everywhere. Yeah. There are different little rooms you go into that all have different installations. There's black lights everywhere. It is freaking crazy. People are coming out of the floors. People, I mean, it. Whoa, bruh. Yeah. What the hell are we doing here? It is bomb. <laughs> it is basically you know, like doing acid without without touching acid. Like you could walk in there dead ass sober and just well, be I mean, into I, it. I certainly have no idea what acid. Okay. Feels well, like. for of anybody who out there who's ever done it it's exactly like that but sober um because you're a good christian god-fearing boy uh right from wichita at the music store uh (laughs) jeff and i used to work at uh there was uh, a woman uh taking lessons there that she and (laughs) and she went to meow wolf at one point in time and uh she's like 60 some years old now and she she went when she was like 63 or something like that She could not stop talking about it. Oh, <laughs> my mother would die in that place. We would never leave. She, I could see her being in your that Your too. mom, it's another well, side note, your mom bought a, a CD and t-shirt from me today. Yay. <laughs> my mom loves you. Oh, if you haven't already, the, buy your CDs and t-shirts. The best part about it is that it's all these different, like, literally you're just walking into, like, turn the corner and it's a fully different freaking situation. Like, you, you, you just feel like you're going through all these different environments, basically. Yeah. But they encourage you to spend time in the environment, so they it's put like, chairs in every environment or like ottomans or something uh, so you can like uh-huh. sit and experience it so you don't have to yeah. like run through it like it's really supposed to be like an immersive yeah all day thing it's, it's like a it's, like a, it's a huge collaboration yeah. of different yeah. artists like this uh. one was it was two stories there were three slides That's, two of the slides had special so effects you could spend like multiple days at literally yeah. you could yeah. yeah it's crazy i guess yeah and there's multiple Meow Wolf set. Yes. Each have their own unique. Like, yes. One is coming to Denver, question mm-hmm. mark. Okay, there you go. They'll, they'll have some. Like, they already have one. It's the airport. <laughs> that is a there it is. podcast. I think they're putting it down wanna... um, by the Botanical Gardens. Okay, cute. Next to the golf course. All right. 
All right. Because that would put that, the Natural History Museum, and the Botanical <sighs> Garden in the same place. Man. I'm Real, so sorry. Reeling us back in. Back <laughs> to uh, it. We're going Denver, on. Denver. Is Denver. somebody calling me? Some, yeah. Somebody call, somebody's calling me. That's the name of the song. <laughs> it, it's the Bronco from the Denver airport. <laughs> I'm going to no. hang up. Um, <laughs> so I heard that he... We're on to, uh, somebody's calling me. Yeah. I heard that he wrote this song on Ambien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What is the story it, there? Okay, I watched. I, I, I did this research. Well, he done. said he said, um, like he was on like sleeping pills or something, and he like woke up, and he had a. It was a Roland eight hundred eight, I believe, or no, it was a nine hundred nine. It wasn't an eight hundred eight. It was actually. It's one of those stupid things. It's a, <laughs> one of the it's thirty a, things that are a, under him. One time I saw a band that called themselves Six Hundred Six because they were twice as good as Three Hundred Three. Anyways. Oh, my God! Yeah. <laughs> Shout out them. I hope they're doing well. Um, I hope they're doing well. He just yeah. He said he like wrote it all in one night, and then he listened back because he remembered that he did it, but he like didn't know what it was, and then. Um, like he mentioned that it was weird because he felt like he was listening to as a fan like oh yeah who this is good who did this like, <laughs> can I just tell you remember the three notes everything. I have on this you saw the first one yeah. it says much better yep. smiley face <laughs> right the second one says ellipses until that thing came in yeah something comes in it's grading thank oh. you it's a, it's a and then my third one says well period no period it's yeah there's like a detuned well, you guitar. went through a journey so the fa- then you said he wrote on ambient and i said oh <laughs> like yeah. that that makes a little more sense actually it's, yeah. it's a little bit all over the place yeah, yeah that i think and i think it's a i mean i think he tries to make the songs feel like the subject matter sometimes mm. he wants you to feel the way he feels when he's writing that song. Okay, okay. That That's makes, my. It makes a lot of like, sense. Like there does. are certain songs that are like that where it, he wants you to feel like you're on ambient, right? You know, like you're whatever. You're here you're with drowsy, me. but yeah. you're hearing this obnoxious uh, yeah. ringtone. These it's, text it's, messages. and it's like it's stuck there. You someone's trying to text me. It's definitely every James Murphy song feels like he woke up in the middle of the night and wrote it at like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. Like, mm. uh, let's talk a little bit about where he recorded this. Um, because he picked out a mansion in Los Angeles that was built in 1918. Oh. Um, and it was for, uh, what is his name? Air, Air, I don't know. Mr. Flynn. That's his last name. Um, is it Errol? Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Yes. I don't. You're great. Okay. You so you guys know more about now. Errol Flynn. You talk now. He was. Go ahead. Errol Flynn. I know that he was an actor. Yes. But I don't, I don't he was know. an actor. Um, I feel like this a should be a little bit on whatever. the eccentric side. Okay. Which um, is why he would have a place like this? Yes. So. Um, I'm pulling him up. So was he famous, gay? Famous for being uh, the 1938 uh, Adventures of Robin Hood. Um, it's basically a bunch of movies in like the 30s and 40s. Uh, he was in Dodge City. That's that's one of the biggest things he's known for is the Western. the Western Dodge City. Oh, okay. It was like like my dad like Dodge City was such a big thing. My dad and his best friend when they came out from Charlotte, they'd never been west of the Mississippi when they drove out to Denver for the first time. They actually stopped in Dodge City. 
Oh, wow. Like they made a detour in the middle of Kansas to, to Dodge City because they'd seen all the Westerns. So here, oh. here's the here's the the controversy of Errol Flynn. Uh, in a 1982 interview with Penthouse Magazine, Ronald DeWolf, son of author L. Ron Hubbard, said that his father's friendship with Flynn, Errol Flynn, was so strong that Hubbard's family considered Flynn an adoptive father to DeWolf. He said that Flynn and his father engaged in illegal activities together, including drug smuggling and sexual acts with underage girls, uh, but that Flynn never joined Scientology. Well, no wonder that damn place is haunted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's just a lot of stuff. Uh, there's another one, a journalist, um, George Seldes, Seldes, something like that disliked Flynn, and he wrote in his 1987 memoir that Flynn did not travel to Spain in 1937 to report on the Civil War as announced or to deliver cash, medicine, supplies, and food for uh, soldiers there either. So I guess Flynn was supposed to like appear somewhere oh. with this stuff, and he never actually showed up. Well, um, his, por- his purpose, according to this journalist, was to perpetrate a hoax that he triggered by sending an apparently harmless telegram from Madrid to Paris. Um. Yeah, basically, he just did some really questionable stuff. And I think the L. Ron Hubbard thing is like the most famous thing that he did. But all just basically, he died, and like a bunch of stuff came out that he's like. And the sun also rises. That's a massive movie. Yeah, from 1957. Wow. Yeah, it's like I've seen that one a few times. Errol Flynn. There you go. Old like golden age of Hollywood actor type guy. Well, now his house is as a. Recording studio, famous recording yeah. studio, haunted mansion, and a, a, There's a video of an encounter with one of the um, guys in the band. He was saying he like went to sleep and had a dream that someone was standing over his bed, and then he woke up and these cabinets were like flung open, which and they had been previously locked. Oh, is what, is what they said. Well, well, he just... died of a then, massive heart attack. And in then that there's house. a clip of James Murphy laughing and saying, "Yeah, I didn't tell anybody it was haunted." <laughs> oh my God. Other like acts. anything built before nineteen seventy three in Hollywood is haunted AF. It's Jesus. gotta be. Everybody died. What happened in nineteen seventy three? You know, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> was that just a year you conjured up? That's you the year the ghost right. stopped. <laughs> the year <laughs> the ghost stopped. <laughs> Other- I, I, think, I think I chose nineteen seventy three because I, I imagine that's the year no no and i'm taking that yeah. back i've taken uh, it back all right the <laughs> other acts that have recorded in this house are red hot chili peppers uh marilyn manson jay-z uh jay-z recorded 99 problems in this house damn uh major laser lincoln park one arrow flynn's 99 problems <laughs> 99 problems in a ghost 99 problems in a heart attack a one bitch we've only Sorry. got one track list so i want to throw out uh a we're talking about like places people write albums, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're in a in a review of an album way back in the day in Alternative Press. I read this metal band. They wrote an album in a like burned down uh uh insane asylum 
and they got uh, inf- no. they got yeah. influence on no. this album. They found a journal from one of the patients uh, living uh, in. Uh, we talked about this, uh, I think. Yes, uh, I think we have. Then was no. The I only, didn't even listen to that. The album. only other one that compares, actually, I think what we talked about was Mars Don't Volta. Okay, that's the one me. we talked there about. There gonna be some ghosts coming out that but album. I think you recommended this one to me coming too. Out yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't actually know what this album is because it's a metal album, and I've, I don't, oh. I didn't listen to it, but. The other it's one, a metal album. The other one, Bedlam and Goliath, is a Mars Volta album. Right. They found a Ouija board. Nope. That they claimed they claimed was like basically the devil was giving them instructions. And one of their producers quit because he said that they were doing evil things to make that album. Because it's a Ouija uh. board. <laughs> and they claimed that they they buried the board afterwards so like no one could find it. The, Somebody uh, found it. The Guaranteed. Mars Volta also um <laughs> and it's also 2020 yeah. <laughs> You the know Mars- what? <laughs> Listen, that band recorded an album in the in the mansion. It was Mars Volta? Volta? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Deloused in the uh, Oh no, that's that's just like one of their biggest albums. I see. Okay. But that is also some crazy ass shit. But that's Mars Volta. There's progressive rock and also Slipknot. Anyway, yeah. Um, People trying to be spooky recorded. mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Mm -mm. Hate it. Mm -mm. I'm only using a Ouija board, not in my zip code. (laughs) No. So is it time to go home? It's time to go home. I think. Let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. Love a callback. Live for the callbacks. Live for the callbacks. <laughs> Shout out Lucas Press. <laughs> this has been called James Murphy's uh, This Must Be the Place, the naive song. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. This From, is his version yeah, of talking that. Talking Heads. Um, and somebody else notates that the bass line is similar to the one that's in Losing My Edge, which is kind of perfect since this is you know, the last song on their supposed last album and Losing My Edge was their first uh, single. So it's all book yeah. ending and everything. It's all yeah. connected. It's all connected. I'm losing my edge. And it's like, by, it's it's like the only happy song on the album. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's still a bitter man, but he's yeah. like, It's like kind of happy that this it's over. Almost. That was genuine. It's a little... Question mark somewhere in there. It was yeah. genuine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read mean, it's as happy as James Murphy can get. I, I had no opinion of the song at all. I it's couldn't nice. either way. It was just a song. It's, a, it's just kind of the, a good conclusion. To yeah. The yeah. And I, I think it reminded me more of track number one than anything else. Well, that's oh, yeah. because it's that that, that vocal part is an intentional uh, callback to the intro. Great. Yeah. It's, the, that, yeah. it's designed to be like okay. a cycle. Uh-huh. Like it goes right back into Dance yeah. Yourself Clean. So. Um, well, we're just totally out of steam, huh? Wow. I mean, unless you got more to say, it I does mean, happen. I don't know. This Sometimes we run into do. songs where we just go, it was happen- yeah, it's good. so that's what that was, and we're moving on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, genuinely, I mean, we've talked about some really great off-topic I, stuff. I so. think, I think I've, I've said everything I wanted to say. Are, are you sure? I don't know. Let me, there will let, not be let another me check time the notes. to do this. Check your notes. So, I, so, Melissa, you liked it. Yeah, it's all right. Genie, overall yeah. thoughts? No, I I overall enjoyed the album. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, it sounds like something that came out in 2010, and I yeah. was absolutely bopped to it then. I can still 
I can still dig on those things now. Like, I still really enjoy it. I think the biggest thing is I look back and I'm like, I do wish I had more of an understanding for a better appreciation of electronic music. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I have a big, uh, like, grasp of that. What I do listen to of electronic music, I'm like, oh, I'm into it. So I feel like this was a great album that encapsulates that. It's really fun to dive into it. I think part of the thing with electronica is that it really started in Europe in the 90s mm-hmm. and it kind of like slowly moved its way over to America. But like by the time it came to America, they had already moved on yes. from that dance music It was craze. a little, mm-hmm. little so behind for we, us. I feel like we were not really in a place that we could like fully appreciate that like dance music culture mm-hmm. that's now like so firmly engraved in like raves and things like that. Oh, yeah. So like, I don't know. I feel like you really have to have been there for some of this stuff, you know. In losing my edge, he claims to be the first guy playing Daft Punk to the Rock Kids. (laughs) (laughs) It was James Murphy. He brought it over. He did it. He gave us Daft Punk. I think this would be interesting to also see live, just to see. Yeah. Like, I mean, Uh, Jeff's seen them. I got to see them one time. I recommend. It's a totally different thing. You'll like. You'll be like, oh, I get it now. Okay. Like, I, oh, yeah. I swear, the the sound is incredible. Well, because it has it's to be all, such a like because vibe it's all of what's analog. It, you what? It has to be such a vibe off of like the energy. Oh, of the it's crowd. a it's a big old dance party. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, the biggest you know, disco that's, ball. That's actually exactly seen. how I felt about neon trees because I did oh, not like them. Neon trees. I didn't. Yeah. It's a weird thing, but I did not like them. That I was not name. crazy about the stuff that came out and whatever, and then. Somehow it was when uh, Power and Light was starting their free concerts. Yeah, and oh, Neon Trees what was just a good out, right? Time that was. And a girl I know it from really back was. in the day was like, "Yo, you want to go to this concert tonight?" I fucking hate concerts, FYI. So I was like, mm, "What? All right, yeah, okay, that's fine." I am not a live music fan. Oh, oh boy! I get real weird about. It. I think All right, it was like well, a we're just gonna concert. shut the podcast off. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like oh, I get very, oh, I just man. get very sensitive about who I see. Uh, because I I'm very picky about live music. I'm very picky about what I want to hear I mean, and what I want to see. I don't know. It, that's what I mean. It depends on the person. Do you... We bitched about the Midland because that's a terrible live venue. Yeah. Well, it, sound I don't think it's actually awful. a great live it's venue. It's gorgeous. Live sound sound like quality, you don't need to awful. add anything to. You don't need any effects or anything. the The theater will do all of that. I it remember seeing muddy, somebody. Though. It was an opening act for yes. somebody. I don't remember who, but they had these like crazy reverb and echo on their awful. effects that they just like uh, put yeah. in. And like, it if out. you're in a theater, if you're just singing in a theater, just raw. It's already echoing. It's, right. There's already yeah. reverb. There's already like a noise coming yeah. back yeah. from the walls. So just times that by like a hundred and you See, can't fucking hear anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah these are places they yeah. were built so long ago that they're right. not designed for people that do that kind of yeah. thing. Right. You know? But I feel like the people who are coming in to tour now right. should have that in mind already. Yeah. Yes. The acoustics of the room yes. are intended and to And this is my problem is that I'm not going to spend money and go to hear something I want to hear and then hear noise. Like I, will, I do not okay. like to hear noise. I don't like the frenetic uh, thing about concerts. I don't like it when it's just I'm not that. getting what I want to hear from it. That bothers <laughs> me. So when I went and saw Neon Trees that's exactly what I thought it was going to be because I knew what kind of music they played totally different experience yeah. they're insane live a, like yeah. insane li- and it, it sold me on neon trees forever like hey, sold me a lot of bands are like that yeah yeah truly I but mean, 
I'm just picky about I'm just, it. You're, you're missing out. As like, if I'm in love with something, it's hard for me to go see them live. It's very hard to capture that, the same energy that a band it, has live. Is it because in you're recording. like afraid yeah. of being disappointed? Because I'm constantly disappointed. Okay. <laughs> and I, I would say the flip side of it is too that like t- tickets to to <laughs> people that are on like a professional musician level yeah. are a significant amount of money. A sure. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so invest, like yeah. you don't want to spend money on something that you like are gonna hate. No. You know? Yeah. I, no. I drove twelve hours to see LCD Sound System. <laughs> yeah. And was it worth every mile? Oh uh, yeah. Like there it, it was also at Bonnaroo. Like there are particular people Shut I wouldn't up. even think oh, twice nice. about buying a concert ticket for. Like Bruno Mars, I mean, I'd buy a concert ticket for him in a heartbeat. Like Mika, I'd buy a concert ticket in a heartbeat. Elton John, concert ticket in a heartbeat. But there are particular ones I'm like, if this is not what I want it to sound like, I'm gonna be very mad you're talking, about halfway you're ta- through this you're, and <laughs> You're ta- you're saying you would you would buy tickets to shows where most of the shit is all pre planned. Well, it's let me rephrase. Not a lot of the You want to go live. to a show where it sounds exactly like the album. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. It's exactly a guaranteed good performance. Or it's a guaranteed good performance. Yeah. Like, I don't like, need it to sound the, exactly like the album. Those you just listed where- But like, I need it to be, like, yeah. top fucking notch if I'm spending right. my money on right. it. Like, I'm know. just not into it. And, like, for, I, and I think I think it's because I'm a theater person. You're I not, really I, like the control sure. of theater. I really like the control of musical theater. I really like the fact that everything is balanced. So live music can- be very grating for me. You're and not, it also pings my anxiety on a freaking high-ass level. So you're not going to just listen to the music. You no. Want, you want the production. I want an experience. Right. Oh, okay. Well, it depends so much on like where you're at in the middle of someone's tour, how yeah. tired they are, right. uh-huh. what kind of bullshit they had to put up to get to that venue. Sure. Like, there's going to be times where like someone who is a really great artist has a terrible performance. And- because... It's just the way it happens, also, right? It's a it, we're like you only can't, human, right? You, know? you can't do the same thing every single time, right? And specifically with LCD sound system, the way it's set up and all the gears based on having the best possible sound, like that's right. what that's what they're obsessed. That's with. probably See, that's why. Cool. That's probably that's, why they bring their own system because they, they bring their own system to places, guaranteed yeah. to know and what they, it sounds like. That's cool, and that's it's all this. There's like 15 people on stage when they're playing. The more variables you can take out of like the venue that yeah. the, that the venue provides you, the more control you have over the product that you're giving to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, um, someone's calling me. Was it? It was a rule in nine oh nine. <laughs> that, by the way just to clarify I had, I had that in my notes yeah. if you're already typing up the email to send yeah. to us <laughs> delete it now delete delete it now and then it send really- us one to get into the groove at gmail.com yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming for you we're coming for you um that's the new tagline for the show <laughs> get into the groove we're for coming for you <laughs> uh so okay here we uh we're still talking about home um not really not really <laughs> But you I was tried trying to get to, us in line, uh, didn't you? I tried. I was just going to bring up the fact Take that like him. he's been hinting at home this entire time, and mm. now we're here. Now we're going it's, home. Yeah. It, it really feels like a conclusion. Yes. yes. Yeah, it does. In a way that- It's a nice, like it's a it wraps, it, it wraps everything up. It's a yeah. long night out. Maybe it was a night at the concert. You saw the yeah. drunk girls. You did the things. You had your thoughts on now the music industry at large. It's tired. Funny, it's funny because this isn't even the most <laughs> like stuck it to Michael Musto. <laughs> this the isn't cab even the most ride like home uh, and staggering up your front doorsteps. Yeah, 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 this isn't even the most like pensive uh, LCD sound system album. So like he really doesn't do that deep of a dive into like how he feels about the band ending or whatever. Right. He just made a really great album. It's just like all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. 
here's my homework. <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah. I, I remember reading a, um, a review that kind of pointed this out uh, or, or mapped it out really lovely. The initial album, the debut album, was sort of just like introducing to LCD sound system. So it was a very broad album. Right. Sound of Silver was kind of, um, it was the whole themes of us be uh, them, yeah. right? It was, uh, there, it was, I, I believe they said every every song was meant to sound like a different band's greatest hit. Huh. It was Odd the idea. Silver. Uh-huh. Ah, all right. Interesting. Cool. Uh, but then this is happening is even more intimate. It is uh-huh. it is a me versus you um, perspective. Um, and I think I hope I got that right. But that was the gist. Uh, what yeah. do you think about American Dream? Uh. I don't know. And see, this is interesting because I worked backwards in their discography. Uh, like American okay. Dream came out and I was like, whoa, I thought they were done. And yeah. So I listened that, to American Dream and then this is happening. That's the so first cool. one that I really listened to was American Dream. Yeah. Uh, and that was like, I think because that has such a centered theme to it, yeah. it was a really great introduction to it because you can really follow the whole train of thro- thought throughout the album. Yeah. Um, it's but, not as... Oh, oh man. What's that like in tonight? Um, everybody sings the same song and goes tonight, tonight, tonight. Never thought these artists thought so much about dying. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You cannot listen to an LCD sound system album uh, and not have some music industry commentary. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Um, um, well, just another one of my favorite one of their lyrics from their first album that I, I want to say out loud. <laughs> um, I believe it's uh, I think it's beats on repeat. Uh, don't tell anybody else what you really want because they can tell everybody else what you really want. Then you're fucked. So just keep it for yourself. It's all yours. And they go and tell everybody else that you're really great. We are just people. Bam. These little because, fortune cookies. Oh yeah, I Jeff, got it. it's all up here. Jeff constantly just says LCD oh, sound system it. quotes to me, yeah, and I like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I I wish I could complain all about the rich, but then their children would come to every show drunk and unwashed. No one wants that. <laughs> Same song. Phenomenal. Another, yeah, yeah. Well, is that is that all we got? Is that all of our commentary? <laughs> yeah. Last thoughts. Um, Last calls from zero to four forks. What, what's uh, just a quick like favorite track for everybody? What's their? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and kick us off. It's "Dance Yourself Clean." That's the one for me. Yeah. Jeffrey, Mine, mine's "Pow Pow." Well, yeah. Melissa, do you have a favorite one? Drunk girls. Drunk girls. You put me on the spot. I feel like it's. I'm sorry. Genie, genie, right now! Come on, genie! Okay, so I did like Drunk Girls, but I also, I really was pulled in by that whole one touch. Oh, Oh, nice. That's the song I thought everybody was going to hate. The for Bowie some one? reason, yeah, like I don't know. Well, I don't the know one why. we immediately were like, Genie's David Bowie, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. absolutely. Genie's duh. a Bowie fan. So uh, Genie's yeah, yeah. one who brought Black Star in. Right yes, and also yeah. I remember doing like some reading, and a lot of the conversation was around how much this album pulled from like the Berlin trilogy of Bowie, and like uh, Brian, nice. you know? I just there played you Low for him today because I yeah. thought that would be exactly what because I knew <laughs> that's a big. <laughs> I love that album. It's a big. So much. You, you you might enjoy going through. The rest of their stuff. I might then. do this then. Um, I might commit but, to it. But so you, 
you mu- check out American Dream. I will I will and, do this. I will and, do this. I, all, I will do it. They're all great and they're all very much independent works of art. Yeah. I'm enthusiastic that you listen to Low. Amanda Palmer yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, explains her albums as it. sort of like a, a best of compilation of what they recorded at the time. Like they just record a bunch of songs and she's just like, all right, this is it. I feel like this is the same thing for LCD Sound System. Like James yeah. Murphy has all of these ideas, but then he oh, yeah. like blocks out the best ones. And they don't really follow a particular theme, but they are like they tie together. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I I don't want to be the guy that picks a single as one of his favorite tracks, but I can change is literally like perfection. Probably my favorite song that he's done. That it's was just so fucking catchy. Everything sounds fantastic, and it's it's yeah. just. I love that, that, that song. One, that one's the only one where I don't like the like the London session version more. And that's just because that that track's it's perfect. Yeah, like I don't. I, I wouldn't change anything about. It. <laughs> la 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 la. Well, Brandon just clipped like a motherfucker. So <laughs> that's what's time. Um, I was just gonna say that I I kind of oscillate between um liking the album version and the London session version of yeah. I Can Change. I just really love that like the, the crazy echo, the that crazy happens. delay on the vocals. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, it's wild. It's it's bonkers, but I'm absolutely here for it because it kind of just adds to the whole like fucked up mentality that you have like on a like a a, a night out. Yeah, 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 sure. Really paints a picture. Um. Okay, so is that it? That's it. I think. We, we've yeah. hit it. That's it. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next. Just stay tuned. It'll be a surprise. It'll be um, excellent. Um, and when we say goodbye, we usually do it very obnoxiously. Oh, I know How what it, you do. You know. <laughs> He's a subscriber. subscriber. I want to shout out to the other 14 subscribers. <laughs> Someday you follow me on could Twitter on at baby Jeffrey. Here, and right? if you're listening Jeffrey. and not subscribing, can you like yeah. just, just click subscribe. that button, please? Get that, like, like, just let us know. We're just give babies. us some five stars when, when and we're then like just be on your way. Big, then you yeah. can just you know listen and scroll on past. When but we have right now, when we have thirty subscribers, don't come crawling back to us. Don't <laughs> come at us. Anyway, what I was getting at is that we yeah. should say goodbye <laughs> because you had mentioned earlier that uh, if if ah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, needs to be somewhere in the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm handing this over to you, Jeff. Oh boy. If you would like to conduct us through this goodbye. Mm. Um, do you know what you're saying, Col- Colton? Do you want to do this? <laughs> I suppose. Oh, uh, all right. So wait, hold on. Does everybody know what I'm t- referring to? Uh, yeah. Present yeah, yeah. company. I can't promise it'll be good, whoa, but whoa. Shit. it's gonna sound like garbage. All right, get into the groove. <laughs> can't promise it'll be good, <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna get into it. Damn it! But whoa. all right, all right, all right. Um, one, two, three, go! Wow. Wow. That was absolute magic. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Love now. You so much. Alright, we're cut. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. 
this every time has to be a tradition. Like, they know. Well, it's because we do it on weekend nights yeah. in Westport. I'm sorry <laughs> if anybody out there but knows anything truly, about Kansas City. It doesn't matter what night of the week it is. It really it ha- doesn't. Every single damn day. Anyway, 